Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for coming back and joining us for another exciting episode. Of course, I'm here as always with Joe. Hello everyone, we got a lot to go over. Um, Mac just came back from a big trip from yep. D23, Disneyland, so we got a lot of stuff to go over. And If we have time, we'll go over our summer box office results. Summer is over. Yep. Um, as Joe mentioned, we got a lot of stuff to go over, so we're going to skip kind of our general updates and things like that. Don't have much to go over anyways on that, but we do have some, some big breaking news that happened over the last yep. couple weeks. Um, didn't want to comment on it earlier. A lot of it was kind of public negotiations and things are still kind of playing out. But every day it goes on, it looks more and more a reality like Marvel slash Disney and Sony are splitting ways when it comes to Spider-Man. This was a uh, weird timing. Obviously came out right before D23. Um, Yeah, I have certainly mixed feelings about it. Joe, do you have a thought off the top of your head, or do you want me to kind of dive in a no, little bit go, more? No, go right ahead. I'm, I, I, I might have some I, – I do have some comments sure. that I want to make regarding it, but I'd rather we just dive right in. Um, so the way it's kind of broke down, and again, this is all kind of playing through the press. Um, renegotiations are up, and – uh, obviously, this is the first film, first Spider-Man film to crack a billion dollars. It's a big success. Uh, Marvel and Disney feel like they uh, have helped shepherd the pie a little bit longer, as it were. Um, so they, again, according to press and reports, and no one is coming out and denying this, so it makes it feel like it's true. Um, Disney offered to basically co-finance the film 50-50. Um, currently, right now, Sony finances the entire film, which is why they basically make all of the money on it. Um, and then the agreement is, of course, Disney still gets merchandising rights and Disney still gets the ability to use Tom Holland or other characters in other films. Um, but Disney is now saying that they're putting in 50% of the work, so they want 50% of the return. For a smaller studio like Sony... Um, Spider-Man is by far their biggest franchise and it is really, really difficult for them to basically just split that up, um, with basically the biggest conglomerate in town as it were. So Sony kind of pushed back. We don't know if there were negotiations in terms of lowering the bar or prices like that. Sony came out with a statement saying they were disappointed, um, basically saying that Kevin Feige maybe is busy doing other projects. Disney has not responded at all uh, to this, which makes me believe and some other people believe that it's public negotiations to a certain extent. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Tom Holland is still under contract for two more films, apparently. Um, At D23, Tom Holland did have some comments uh, during the press road. He was obviously asked about it a lot. Basically said, whatever happens, I'm going forward to Spider-Man. Uh, they're going to be great films. John Watts uh, is apparently not attached at this point. 
Um, there are rumors that now, of course, he is linked to another Disney project, so maybe Disney wants to keep him in their fold. I don't know. I have lots of thoughts about this, lots of emotions about this. Joe, do you want to go off the top of your head? I know it was something that you you mentioned a while ago, uh, something we've talked about before mm-hmm. uh, several times. I know you have some good insight into that. Um. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, Spider-Man is by far Sony's best property. So, I mean... I just, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly all the comments that I made uh, about a month ago when we were talking about how they were, they were doing negotiations, but um, it just seemed like it's, it, it, I anticipated that this might happen simply because when you look at, you know, Sony technically owns the rights to Spider-Man, which who knows? I mean, they own the film rights. They own the film yeah, rights. Yeah. Just so we're clear. I know you know that, yeah. but just so the audience is clear. Uh, they own the film rights to Spider-Man, and they're really not doing much of the work when you think about it. So, I mean, this could be that, they, that they're – I mean, I don't know why – I don't know why negotiations didn't – why negotiations fell through. But from a business perspective, I mean, Disney's buying up assets left and right. So, I mean – Maybe Sony just wants to take back the reins and do its own thing and, you know, made, made a nice little chunk of change and now they can, you know, maybe with the, because I know Venom. Venom's a big thing Venom for them. Okay. Spider-Verse was a success yep. for them. So maybe they feel like they can go. Maybe they can, they can maybe hang. they can throw a Tom Hardy and a Tom Holland in a movie together. Um, there were reports that came out this uh, past week that Tom Holland actually filmed a scene for Venom, the first Venom, uh, but Kevin Feige apparently didn't like the scene, so he made Sony cut it. Again, we don't know how much of that is true, but no one is coming out and denying it per se. So that that, um, that might be, which means, so which tells me at least that it's confirmation to a certain extent. Um, so one thing uh, I love Marvel, I love Disney. Obviously, I spent a whole week in Disney recently, um, so no one is. I'm not going to deny my bias here. Um, so obviously I want the character associated with this franchise because again, when I think of Marvel, I think of Spider-Man, I think of those characters. So I love that. Um, but from when I take a, take my fanboy glasses off, um, I do kind of understand where Sony is coming from to a certain extent. Um, it feels like Disney is trying to bully their way into it. Um, and they, they don't, they don't own the rights to it. So you know, I, I don't know. Again, negotiations are being kind of played out in the press. And, you know, there's obviously big trending topics on social media. Save Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. You know, Sony has a hit or miss record with Spider-Man per se. But they, it's it's their property. They can do yeah. kind of what they want. I think Disney, yeah. if Disney, if Disney did ask for 50-50... You know, that's that's just way too much for them. And it's really easy to say, oh, they're putting up 50% of the production budget. But it's not an experimental film, right? It's it's a film that's you know for certain it's going to make its money back plus some. So it's not like I'm putting $100 million on some random film and hopefully it hits big. Like, you know you put a Spider-Man film out. You know it's going to make its money back. So Disney saying, oh, we're going to put up 150 of the 300 million dollars 
that's a guaranteed return on investment at this point. So, you know, if Sony says, hey, a bunch of our other film franchises are falling, Men in Black, awful. Sony is kind of having a hard time building other universes, as it were. They can't really share, and so I understand that perspective. I don't know. Anything else you want to discuss about that, Joe? Or are you feeling like, would you be interested in seeing... Again, I know you're not on the superhero train right now because you're a little superheroed out, but would you see a Tom Holland Spider-Man film without a connection to a Marvel Cinematic Universe, or were you just kind of like... Spider-Verse eh. wasn't. Yeah, and you did see that eventually. I liked it. I, I you liked that. it. And, and I mean... I, I don't know. It just it just seems like like I'm not I'm not This could be my fatigue playing out, but I kind of feel like this might not be an isolated incident in terms of I mean there's no other Disney owns all the other assets, so it's not this this type of scenario isn't going to play itself out, but again, but I just kind of feel like there is that there is a consortium of people out there who really don't may not particularly care for Disney buying up all these assets and you know having such a huge share of the pie. Right. Um, and we'll see that later on. Obviously I mean, too. There, Spider Verse was great. Venom was Venom was 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 wasn't that great of a movie, but people liked it crushed it you know so it's not like you know and that's the thing it does critics do critics really you know we talked about that before do critics really matter um i i mean i don't know i i i definitely am leaning more to like i understand what sony is i understand why sony is doing what it's doing because i don't have such a emotional connection to the character and tom holland and all that um i don't know I mean, I just, it just seems like it's going to be very, like, I understand they're going to make future films. I understand Marvel isn't going anywhere, but it just seems like it will be difficult to continue this um, amazing run that they've had and to keep the train going. I don't, I don't, I mean, Endgame, I mean, yeah, they're still going to have some characters, but. They're going to have new characters. They're going to introduce new characters. Yeah. But I just don't know that you can – I'm not sure they're replicate. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just We don't know. They haven't failed yet You're per right. se, but, you know, this is a, a big, big, big chapter turn. We're not just changing the chapters. We're changing yes. the books now. Yes. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be interesting. But in terms of Sony, yeah, I, I – you're right. They maybe they're just trying to desperately grab what they can, and they felt like it was unfair. I mean, I see both sides too. I I see the fact that you know, like you said, when Marvel pretty much has their hands in any kind of movie or franchise, it's pretty much a slam dunk. So, so far, it's not like we'll it's see. not like they were going to lose money. But maybe there were some thing. Maybe there were some creative aspects of Venom and Spider Man that they wanted to incorporate together, and Kevin Feige and them having. Right. Them butting heads with Kevin Feige, maybe that was kind of the last straw. I don't know. And who knows? Maybe in a month and six months, we'll get an agreement. We have we we don't know how these things play out. Um, it was very much kind of public negotiations when they did this the first time. 
obviously Spider-Man showed up in Civil War, so you know, things things are always evolving. Yeah. Um, but it was a big, big story at D23, something that people didn't talk about, uh, per se, but there was, right as you walk in the door at D23, there was uh, Elsa, uh, C-3PO, and Spider-Man, right, right on the big front. There were hundreds of Spider-Man cosplayers. Um, it's certainly identifiable with the MCU now. I don't know if that's going to hurt the overall brand if it just goes back to being a Sony property, but... Who knows? Nothing's confirmed yet. We're getting Venom 2 next, and that's really kind of all we know so far. Uh, Matrix 4. Matrix, obviously, is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Um, This week, this summer, Matrix 4 is now confirmed with Lily Wachowski returning to direct. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss are also set to return. Uh, Lana Wachowski is not returning. Um, No mention of Lawrence Fishburne. Don't know what's going to happen with that. Spoiler alert for Matrix. What is the third one? Revolutions or Reloaded? It's Revolutions. Um, Keanu Reeves sacrifices himself. Very much a Jesus allegory, as it were. Um, So don't know if how that's going to play out. Joe recently just rewatched The Matrix. Any interest in seeing Matrix 4? No. No? Not because of any other reason other than I feel like the series ended appropriately. And I don't... I mean, I. I mean, let's face it. We live. We live in a day and age where things are getting rebooted. Things are getting revamped. They're revisiting series that were popular, and they're trying to bring them back. So I understand all that. Um, am I excited or interested in seeing Matrix Four? No. Okay. Um, I enjoyed very much re-seeing Matrix the first one with you on Friday night. That was great. It was an amazing film. It mm-hmm. like it's. It's very difficult, as I mentioned to you when we left the theater, it's very difficult to find something wrong with the film. Mm-hmm. It was that interesting. It was that captivating. I love the science fiction twist, you know, our edge to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see too many movies like that anymore mm-hmm. in terms of science fiction. Um, but in terms of, like I said, seeing, seeing a sequel, I think it ended the way it should have. I don't know how they're going to kind of revisit the series, but I don't know. Would you be interested in seeing it, though? Would you give it a chance? Because um, I know you said you didn't like the, the two sequels. Yeah, I mean, that having... one of the reasons why you didn't like that as a trilogy. Having just rewatched the first one, it makes me excited for the story again. Um, as much as I, I didn't like the sequels, I agree with Joe that it ended on a certain note. Um, obviously the self-sacrifice mm-hmm. of Neo or the one, um, and then the machines know. are destroyed. At yeah. That point, so, so I don't know. Um, Chad Stahelski, who was Keanu Reeves stunt double and stunt coordinator, who's gone on to direct, um, all the John Wick films. Nice. Um, he has said that he is going to be back and helping out with matrix War, which okay. I think is very, very cool. cool. So there is talent in it. Keanu Reeves is obviously in a renaissance right now. Um, John Wick, Toy Story, things like this. He's having another Bill and Ted that's coming out next year. <laughs> you know, so there that. is kind of somewhat of an interest in again, just having rewatched the film recently. If you asked me two weeks ago, I probably would have said no. Oh, yeah. But having just rewatched the film, if they can create something of that magic, then I'd be interested in kind of seeing it. But we'll probably need to see 
I'll need to see at least a trailer or something to pique my interest or not pique my interest. Because right now it's still kind of like, wow. Joe's right. That first film is so good. It is very good. Um, so it's, so it's going to be hard too. to kind of live up to that. And so I don't expect it to. But if I'm walking in expecting something like that and it doesn't deliver, it's only going to diminish the value of what The Matrix is overall again yeah. for me. So there's that. Uh, we got an official title for Bond 25. We don't. We no longer have to call it Bond 25. We can now call it No Time to Die. It's a very, very cool, very, small, very small little teaser trailer. title. Yeah, um, but it really didn't give us much about anything. Still, still don't know if uh, he's going to officially die at some point. Because again, this is Daniel Craig's last one. Who knows? Um, we got a final, final trailer for the Joker. This oh. film is just oh. constantly getting good buzz. Reviews yes. are starting to come out. Um, it's looking amazing. It's highly rated. Got an eight-minute standing ovation as the opening film in the Venice Film Festival. Um, Warner's has already come out and said they are awesome. highly pushing this as an awards contender. Interesting. Joaquin Phoenix has said he oh. is he is pushing it for it best so actor. Good. So good. Um, what about this new trailer, Joe? It's getting you excited. Anything well, new just, or just it's, it's just more of the same? The hype it's, train's it's, coming. Well, it's just more of the same, and it, what I mean by that is is the first trailer gave us a small tidbit of what, you know, the very, very first, very, very first picture we saw, I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of a subtle, he kind of puts on subtle makeup. It's not really like, it's not the Heath Ledger, you know, there's, there's right. still that comparison, but as more and more trailer, there's the second and third trailers have come out and we see more of the film. This looks so riveting. Um, it's been a great media campaign well, for well, it. Well, I, I could, I mean, Sometimes I do tend to listen to critics, but most of the time I try not to because I feel like there are plenty of movies that I've enjoyed that critics haven't. But anyway. Um, it, I mean the media do, in terms of like the trailers and the footage they've shown and things like that. Oh, you like mean that's like, like the, the, the buildup, like the social media buildup. The, the commercialization? You yeah, mean? Like okay. the, yeah. Like the yeah. marketing of it. The marketing. Yeah, 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 that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, the marketing has been very, very good in terms of what the scenes they're showing, how they're marketing the film. Absolutely. It's getting you more and more invested. Oh, oh I'm so pumped. And I mean, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to see another Joker film because it, because Heath Ledger's Joker obviously holds a special place for me. Um, but having Joaquin Phoenix, and I mentioned this before when it first came out, this seems like a stroke of genius because he is an eccentric yet talented actor. And this seems like a perfect role for him. Yeah. Um, he's played other roles. You know, he does a lot. He, he's, he's, he's done The Master. He's done he's done Walk the Line. He, um, he's obviously a very talented actor, albeit a bit eccentric. But that's what makes this role so great for him. Okay. Um, and I think the makeup looks great. I can't wait to see the story. Um, it's just... I'm... I'm so pumped for this film. Okay. I don't know. Are you? Uh, absolutely. Right. Final trailer uh, gave us a little more of Zazie Beetz, Zazie Beetz's character. So a little bit more kind of of a love interest. Um, we see a little more De Niro. Uh, reminds you very much of a little Scorsese Kings of Comedy. Um, kind of that, that caricature. Um, you know, it looks great. It looks like it's going to be an original take on something that is beloved. And I think that's, that's great. That's all you can ask for. Um, 
I, yeah, every I, every piece of marketing I, I've seen has gotten me more and more excited. About I do have them. an interesting. I do have not a quote, but I do have an interesting thought that just occurred to me as we were discussing this film. Um, and I know we've mentioned this all about a few other films. Uh, one of them in particular that was delayed or canceled due to its so quote unquote disturbing content. <coughs> uh huh. Right. I was talking about a terrorist or something like that, or uh, the hunt, the, the hunt. movie. Okay. Yeah. So do you think – not that this will influence people to do crazy things, but do you think that this should be spoken in the same ilk as the type of – as the as the type of uh, – do you think people should be up in arms? It's just interesting to me that no one's making this – you know, but, but apparently the hunt struck a chord that people weren't really yeah, happy I, about, whereas this seems similar, like it's about a guy who's – mentally unstable encouraging people to do yeah the joker is a very violent character yes. obviously and so i just i don't know i just i, I just it's just it's just interesting to me yeah i don't i'm know. not saying that I, that I don't want to see the film i'm just saying that it 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 seems similar to it if you can i don't know i guess this is it's a larger topic for another day it just seems like if you can blame one film why isn't another film that has a similar type yeah couldn't you say the same thing about a similar type film where there's disturbing images and, you know, acts of terrorism or, you know, whatever it might be, violence? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the Joker. I don't know. It might be something, be something because it's a comic book film. People Maybe. may view it in a certain way. Yeah. Um, the Hunt was very clearly marketed as we're going to kill people based on their re- Based on their political views, gotcha. Um, so that's uh, so that that could that's, be that's certainly a lot different. Yeah, difference, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but again, we haven't. You or I obviously have not seen the Joker film, so we don't know. Uh, it could be very disturbing, which could be what yeah. it's going for. Um, but who knows? I mean, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm not. You know. Anyway, I yeah, just, just probably a, don't want to finish that. Thought no, I was just going to say, well. like, it's just I'm I I can watch films and not be. Influence. Influence to do anything. Um, sure. So I just think it's... Anyway, it's just a thought that occurred to me. But okay. I'm so pumped for that movie. Good, good. Um, uh, Martin go Scorsese's The Irishman, we've been talking about. We got a trailer a couple weeks ago. Officially revealed its runtime. It's three and a half hours, uh, which is a long one. It is very um, long. We also got some news that, not surprising, that Scorsese, that the film will not be shown in AMC theaters or <laughs> Cinemark theaters. Um, again, AMC stayed very strong on the 90-day window. Uh, Netflix gave it a 20-day window. So there will be some independent theaters that will carry The Irishman, um, just like Roma, that will be exclusive for 20 days. So basically three weeks um and then it will go wide on the service if you are a local bay area person um three below plays a lot of netflix stuff um so you can always check the film out there okay um but three and a half hours joe i know you were kind of the trailer didn't really hit for you um well just so the three and a half hours probably doesn't hit for you no it doesn't um I mean, and yeah, I, I just like watching a full season oh, of a show right there, buddy. It's just that that's a long time to sit still. I mean, it's a long time for us 
both to sit still in a movie theater. Yeah, we need like an intermission break. Yeah, or... I mean, and we don't. Well, that actually would be kind of well. I mean, I guess the nice thing about it is if it's on Netflix, you can do it at your own pace and you can right. watch it in pieces if you really want to. But it's just I can just pause it. That and, yeah, you could. Yeah, pause I, it. I don't have a huge interest in going to the theater to watch a three and a half hour film. Yeah, I do want to watch the film. Um, yeah, so, so I will I. watch the film. It yeah. will probably just be as Joe mentioned. It will probably be. Uh, at my own pace, yeah. at home per se, and again, that is why you have the Netflix service, so you can watch it at your own time. You don't mm-hmm. have to go to the theater. That is kind and of you what you don't have to miss anything, right? That is what their service is providing, which is why they're fighting back um, against the larger chains, saying, you know, part of the exclusivity of the experience is our members having it at their fingertips. So we're not going to make them wait ninety days yeah. per se. Uh, so there's that. It is September 1st, so we are going to give a little rundown of a September film preview. Um, we are officially out of summer season at this point. Doesn't mean we're going to not get to any blockbusters at some point, because uh, there are some coming up, but we are starting to get to a different type, different types of films yeah. at this point. Um, interesting list, so let's just start yeah, down. Joe, of... do you want to go on the first sure. one? Uh I doubt I will see it, but it certainly strikes a, a, a chord in me because it's the second. It's chapter two of it. Um, I did next re- week, next Friday, next, nine, next six. week, nine six. So, a um, couple days, Friday before my birthday. I actually, well, I probably won't see it, but I'll probably watch it maybe when it comes out on video. Just did to, you watch the first one, right? I did. When it came out. I did on in bits video? and pieces, not the whole thing, but it was absolutely terrifying. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not a horror movie guy in general, but it's interesting. That's interesting. It's an interesting topic for another day. But I, I I'm not a big fan of horror. It's movies. an interesting topic as to why you're a, not a horror. I'm not a horror film but you guy. Love the books. But I love horror horror books. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, okay. But so I'm I'm stoked that he's kind of getting a a resurgence. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stoked that Stephen King's books are. You know, we, there's another one coming out. We saw a trailer to Doctor Sleep, which mm-hmm. is basically The Shining Part Two. Okay. Um, I mean, it's got James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain. It's got. It doesn't Bill have like, Yeah, it doesn't have any. Like it has star power in it, which is great. Yeah, it's for people that that are. I mean, it's it's hugely trending. People are massively oh, looking forward to it. It's not necessarily something I'm looking forward no. to. Um, but it's going to crush it at the box it's office. Absolutely terrifying. Um, and people are people have been people have, people have had this on their like most anticipated yep. lists and, and things like that. So it's gonna it's gonna do good. Um, if it's anywhere near the level of success of the first one, um, it means people of that genre and of that um, fan base are going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So and, then, and like I said, it makes me happy being a Stephen King fan. It's good. And yeah, I'm glad to see. Uh, how did I don't know if we remember if we talked about this. How did Pet Cemetery do, or did it not? Do uh, box office wise, yeah, box office didn't wise. do great, um, but it wasn't necessarily well received per I se. Um, but yeah, I don't think. It, but I don't think it was a. It wasn't a um, huge monument. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge budget film, so it gotcha. probably broke even. Um, but we're unlikely to see a Pet Cemetery two like no, we saw in no. it chapter two because it chapter one was like a eight hundred million dollar film. Like it was. Bananas! People love that movie. Yeah. Um, and, so. and obviously, it was only part one of the book. That makes There's it two parts. That makes it easier too. When the kids are young, or when the characters are young, or when the characters are adults. Yeah. 
So that makes it easier too. Yeah. They're not just inventing it. Yeah. Nine uh, thirteen. Uh, interesting film this from interesting. John Crowley, mm-hmm. The Goldfinch. Mm-hmm. Um, Based has, off of the book? Yeah. Have you read the book? No. Okay, I didn't know you Nicole said the Kidman, book. Nicole Kidman, well, yeah, I just know it's based off of a book. Okay. Um, has Nicole Kidman, Ansel Elgort, and Jeffrey Wright. Those are the, I think, Yeah, Ansel streams. Elgort. Ansel Elgort obviously was in Baby Driver. He He's was, up and coming. He's very, yeah. very good. Um, the story looks interesting. I mean, it's obviously a drama-type film, mm-hmm. independent film. Um, I guess it has to do with a, tr- uh, a terrorist attack at the some art convention or something like that? Sorry. Something like that? I, my, I don't know. Do you know. know more about it than I do? Because I just read the blurb. and I know um, we watched a couple trailers and we saw some movies. Yeah, it's uh, something about like the past and the present and there's an event, yes. which I think kind of brings the past events into light. And Ansel Elgort plays this character who's, who learns more about his familial background i believe yeah of some sort it looks interesting i haven't done a whole bunch of research but um uh, it looks like something i'd be interested yeah. in seeing check it out maybe. something different yeah absolutely um, i don't want joe to introduce the next one because yeah, he says it wrong uh 9 13 uh same weekend downton abbey it's not downtown abbey it's downton abbey uh please be refreshed respectful of the source material uh joe's not going to see it he never saw the series um, Max going to see it though. I did. I, I enjoyed the series. I, it was one of those that I, I binged watched the entire series. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I want to see it. It had already been like four seasons. People were like, you got to see it. It's amazing. Finally, binge watched all of it on Amazon Prime. It's great. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know where it's going to go. Who knows? The next film, 913. Hustlers, Hustlers. Yep. starring Cardi B. Constance Wu, J-Lo, Julia Stiles making a return. She's not dead. I mean, she's been acting. Has she? Yeah. What other movies has she been in? She was just in the other Jason Bourne movie. She was in a Netflix show. Uh-huh. She's working. Okay. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean they're not alive. I didn't uh, say she was Hustlers. Alive. I just said she's, she's not a stripper. A she's the FBI agent. I said that she was making a return. She a is making a return. Um, any interest in seeing Hustlers, Joe? It's mild. The trailer um, got you interested. It did, but... I don't know if it's sustaining any interest for you. I might check it out. I might check it out, just to check it out with you. Because I do like movies that are based off of true stories. That are loosely, or whatever, based off of true stories. I do tend to like It them. looks like it could be really interesting, the story. Um, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe who I'll knows? check it out. Uh, Next one I know I'm 20, Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Donald Sutherland, Brad Pitt, Liv Tyler, Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it's a science fiction movie. It looks similar to quasi similar to Interstellar. Mm. Obviously, I'm sure it'll have a different plot, but looks similar to like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Who knows? I mean, it it looks really, really good. In my opinion, the filmography so far looks great. The still shots and the and the frames where you see zoomed in on Brad Pitt's eyes, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Moneyball in that sense. You know, when there were definite sign, you know, zoomed in of his face where you could see his subtle movements, you know, acting wise. Right. So I I'm I'm not as pumped for this one as the Joker, but I am very excited for this film. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, it looks good. Um, you know. Have the reviews been of good? All, I don't think there any. I haven't seen any come out yet. Um, 
of all the films in this month, in this month, it's probably the most someone a high profile. I don't know, maybe the one that intrigues me the most. Maybe not the one I'm most excited to see. It's certainly maybe the one that intrigues me the most because I don't know much about it, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good um, thing. So yeah, the trailers look good. Trailer kind of gives a vague kind of mystery about you know Brad Pitt has to go on the space mission mm-hmm. something about his, his father, father completed yep. the space mission or did not complete it or something um, so yeah it looks looks beautiful so yeah I think that's what I'll be doing that weekend also that weekend you won't weekend, be seeing um, this movie right? you won't 920 Rambo Lost Blood you won't be seeing it you won't be seeing it you'll see this movie I didn't say I was uh, I asked you no of course not of course not this looks awful. Okay, Rambo, Last Blood, Sylvester Stallone. The comeback is dead, according to Joe. Just stop I don't acting. think it's dead. I think he's busy making Creed movies. That's where he's getting his money, and that's why he's like, all right, I'll... And again, I talked about this earlier. You can't... I mean, that that's what makes me worried about tar- Terminator Dark Fate, because it's like, it's been so long. Like, I don't... I'm very nervous and skeptical about revamping and revisiting revisiting old franchises that resurrecting yeah resurrecting old franchises and rambo obviously was a good movie the original one was pretty good you know for entertaining purposes shoot them up you know right throw movie. it was what it was yeah it was what it was but this doesn't i mean the story doesn't intrigue me at all it looks like it looks like a taken film okay similar to yeah i can even i know i know i know for sure that i watched the trailer uh i couldn't tell you one thing about the trailer <laughs> which tells me that i have no interest in it um the last one 927 it's a dreamworks film abominable uh, it's cute it looks good i will say um for the most part i've liked dreamworks animation stuff they have their last couple films though have not been great. Um, you liked How to Train Your Dragon, wasn't that DreamWorks? You're right. I did like I did like the franchise stuff that had come out, but um, the last one that come out, um, I can't even tell you the name of it. it. Had Channing Tatum. It was like the Yeti one, like Bigfoot or something. Oh, um, that wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, there's they had a couple like that where they they weren't hitting. Um, so we're kind of past the days of the Shreks and the Madagascar's of DreamWorks. Uh, I'm not a big. I know people. I know a lot of people like trolls. I don't really like trolls. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I did like How to Train Your Dragon, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I have some free time that weekend, that week, I'll go see it. But I don't know if I have a huge. The trailers have not pulled me in. Um, this is probably. I don't want to speak for you, Joe. It's probably a pass for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Most went from probably to most definitely in <laughs> half a second. less than half a second. Uh, so that's all we have for September. Um, obviously, at the end of the month, we're going to preview October, and that's when we're going to start to get into some big heavy hitters, uh, including films like The Joker, Maleficent, or things for, like that. For, for, that'll be a November oh, one. November. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool. Let us know if there's a film you guys um, have an interest in seeing. If we miss something for some reason, please let us know, obviously, as well. Um, going to review... Time, time for the meat part of the show. Mac has yeah. a lot to cover. It's a lot, um, but Joe did have Joe did watch some stuff. Um, he did kind of keep up with some stuff as well. Um, but I'm going to kind of go through kind of every... Not 
not everything, really kind of a small sliver of what a, I did. It was a big week for you. It was you. a lot of stuff. Um, before I get into D23, I'm going to update you guys on some Disneyland stuff. Uh, Mickey's Philharmonic is now open in Soarin' Over, California. It's a fine, fun little 10-minute film. Um, it's very nicely air-conditioned in there, I can say <laughs> that. Um, it's a nice way to kind of get out. Of the, the sun, there's not a line. It's kind of like when you see the film previews, like it's not like there's you're scrambling for space. Like there's plenty of space in there. It's a big theater. Um, it's worth it to go in if you haven't done it before. Uh, it's not something that I'm like, I have to go and get there and get in line for Mickey's Philharmonic. Like it's just kind of one of those things. Um, Soaring Over the World should be Soaring Over California now. Uh, I loved Soaring Over California. I thought it was very, very cool, very, very different. Um, as anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while, Soarin' Over California, uh, excuse me, Soarin' Over the World is my favorite attraction in California. Doing the temporary exhibit of Soarin' Over California uh, was very, very cool. Flew over uh, places like Malibu, um, Golden Gate Bridge, Yosemite, Tahoe. Uh, we were in Palm Springs, you know, downtown LA. You know, very, very cool stuff. Very, very cool places. Very, very unique. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do it again because uh, I don't know if I'll ever be there again during that time, but I was very, very lucky that that time frame was the same. Um, the big one that everyone's asking about is Galaxy's Edge. Um, I, I, I cannot describe it in words. Um, it really is the most immersive, most detailed, most incredible land of any theme park I've ever been to. Um, everything from when you walk in, there are two entrances to Galaxy's Edge. One is the back of Frontierland, kind of mm-hmm. by Big Thunder, and mm-hmm. the other is the opposite side of Critter Toon- Country. Oh, Critter. There is no one. I thought there was an entrance in Toon Down for some reason, but there there wasn't. I don't know why I thought there was. Um, and everything's blocked off. Like once you're inside the land, um, you cannot see other attractions outside of the land. You can't see outside, so it's kind of like you walk through. The music starts to play um, kind of once you get to a point and you kind of get through this corridor experience and you're inside and it's amazing. Um, I, it's hard to describe. Like it's just kind of one of those things where you just have to experience it. Like you have to see it. Um, it's really, really unbelievable um, to kind of be there Um I didn't do everything in Galaxy's Edge. And that's I, interesting that you can't describe it because you're usually a wizard with words. It's 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 breathtaking. Um, you depending on which side you walk through, you see different things okay. first. Okay. Um, obviously, the I don't want to say the. Let's not ruin it. Yeah, and there's nothing to ruin, but one of the sides is where the Rise of the Resistance attraction is mm-hmm. going to be, um, and you can tell that there's a big show building, and and there's not. There's a bunch of props and things like that. Like there's TIE fighters and, you know, things like that where you can take pictures gotcha, of. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but and there's the not... the other side is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and there's not a lot happening on the other side, right, where the res, res resistance is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a big middle section, which is kind of where like the market is, like Batu, which is where they're calling Batu, which is where the market, where the shops are, things like that. And then there's uh, the Millennium Falcon side. Um, the Millennium Falcon is, is lifelike in size. Um, it's amazing. Um, I could have just stood there for 20 minutes and just walked around, just looked at it. I mean, the detail of it is incredible. Uh, I did go to Oga's Cantina. 
That was very, very cool. I told Joe this before. I wasn't a fan of the drink that I purchased, <laughs> but I think it was just because it Back was... dumped it down the drain. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I drank it all because <laughs> I paid like 20 bucks for it. Um, but, you know, that might I, that was probably just my choice of drink, and it was very, very hot outside. And I'm not a huge alcohol drinker in general, so maybe I just didn't have the right combination. Uh, but being inside the cantina was very, very cool. Whenever I do go back, uh, I do want to make another reservation for Oka's Cantina. Again, just you could you could be in there for they say up to an hour, um, but you can be in and out of there in twenty thirty minutes if you want. You, they they do a maximum of two drinks, so you can't just like sit there all day and, and pound. Um, you have to make a reservation, like we talked about. They walk you to the certain section, so you're either at like a booth, a table, or at the bar. They kind of fit you in where they can. Um, very very cool. It's the just again like the whole galaxy's the edge ambiance and the, the ambiance the 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 attention to detail mm-hmm. um is really what separates it the closest i've ever experienced to this um would be uh, wizarding world of harry potter at universal where everything in wizarding world is very detailed and especially when you go through hogwarts like how detailed it is um galaxy's edge is that taken to the 10th level like it's incredible um that was the, the run, Millennium that was Falcon, the Smuggler's Run. Um, it's disapp- hard to describe. Were you disappointed? No, you not were, at all. Because did you write it by yourself or were you with the group? So the first time I wrote it with group, um, there were four of us. And then there was two of us. Um, so you write in um, numbers of six. There is there is a single rider line. I did write the second time as a single rider because I was by myself that day. Um, there's two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. Um, the first time I was in, I was a gunner. Um, it's very, very cool. It's one of the things I was worried about was messing up for the group or, you know, it's very, very simple kind of how they set it up. It's like a bunch of buttons. Like they tell you which buttons to push kind of at the time they light up. Like if you're a gunner, it tells you when you can start lighting up. If you're an engineer, it lights up which buttons need to be pushed to be fixed. You're kind of in there, you experience it, you see it. Um, would have been interesting to have been the pilot because I think they did the most. Um, you do jump to light speed in it, which was very, very cool to kind of be in the ship and then see the light speed happening around you. And it feels like once you hit, once your pilot hits the light speed button, you feel the ride like shift back and forward, like you're jumping into yeah, light so speed. It's like it's similar to Star Tours in that sense. In a certain sense, but it's like because you're in the cockpit, you're like, this is amazing. Um, being an engineer was less fun than a gunner. Um, but again, I think being a pilot would be kind of my next thing that I'd like to do. You don't necessarily get to decide. You kind of just kind of go through the line. They tell you kind of which one to go through. It's not like you can wait for the front row type of a thing. You kind of just go through. Um, but yeah, again, and again, walking through the line, um, was awesome, um, just being in, even in the waiting room where you're kind of had, there's the chess table and there's other things about it. The attention to detail is so cool. You can turn on the chess table if you want and the figures light up. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, totally able to walk around in the land. It's huge. It's expansive. Um, it's the biggest land they ever, they've ever built. Um, the longest wait, the entire weekend I was there for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run was 50 minutes. Um, there is no fast pass yet for the experience. However, they do have fast pass systems set up. Um, so that way, eventually, there will be a fast pass system. 
it's hard to tell how many cockpits there are because um, again everyone enters in one unless you're single rider you enter in the other side um, but they send you to different areas um, and when you walk through the cockpit like you don't see you don't you don't see other people right it, the experience is you're you're the only Very one intimate. on on the ship so I don't know there there could be 20 different cockpits in there or there could be five i mean i have no idea it's hard to say it looked like there was hundreds and hundreds of people lined up for the ride but maybe it's such a high loading capacity that it just moves quick i don't know Um, i will say galaxy's edge did open this past week in walt disney world um lines were about three to four hours for the attraction for smugglers run um i think they learned their lesson from disneyland uh, Disneyland had the very soft opening where they kind of made it very exclusive, but it wasn't um, it wasn't busy. It wasn't like people had a hard time getting in. Disney World did the full. If you have a park ticket, you can go to the land, and we're not going to make it exclusive. And I think that drew a lot more people to it. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard to describe. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to experience it on your own. Um, and if you're a lifelong Star Wars fan, I like Star Wars a lot. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan as other people. Um, but I mean, no joke. I mean, I walked with this guy who was with us, uh, who's been a lifelong Star Wars fan, um, hadn't been there before and he started crying. Um, <laughs> you know, cause it meant so much to that person, right? It meant so much to be there and to see it and experience it. Um, and it was incredible. Um, it's hard, hard to describe another way. Um, do you have any, any questions on no, that? Joe, or you, I was, I was interested waiting like the listeners to hear your review of the, the land and you did it. Good service. So. It's, uh, yeah. If you are a fan, didn't, of didn't the, get, didn't bring back a lightsaber though. I was a little disappointed with that. Yeah. It's one of those things or where droid. I know I'm going to be back. Okay. Um, D23 was very, very hectic for me in general. Um, just the convention itself. So, you know, I made the reservation for Oga's next time I go, probably a droid time after that, probably a lightsaber. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to experience everything at once. I kind of wanted to next time I go, um, next year sometime we'll do everything I've done, but we'll add a new experience to it. So that way it keeps it, keeps it fresh as it were. We're going to hop into D 23 stuff. There was a bunch of stuff. I went to the three, I went to three of the biggest panels. I went to the Parks, Resorts, and Experiences panel. I went to the Walt Disney Studios panel, and I went to the Disney Plus panel. Um, We're going to start with the theme park stuff. Some of this stuff I'm going to come back around to maybe in a future show so we can dive into more details. Um, Some new information that came out of the theme park panel. There's a new parade called Magic Happens at Disneyland starting in spring 2020. It's going to be a daytime parade. It's going to feature some newer characters that haven't been in parades like Coco, um, Moana, but it's also going to, they also said Sleeping Beauty and Peter Pan. So it's going to have some of the classics. Uh, it's going to be a daytime parade, something they need to kind of spruce up their daytime parades. And they, they talked about that. Um, one of the very, very cool things that happened, uh, Dick Van Dyke made an appearance um, at the parks and resorts panel because they officially announced a Mary Poppins attraction at Walt Disney world in the, uh, the England World Showcase. Um, they said the attraction is going to be based basically right at Cherry Tree Lane. So you can walk mm. through 28 Cherry Tree Lane. 
uh, through the house. They're going to make it very thematic. Um, they're going to walk. You're going to walk through the house at some point, which I think is going to be the cue. It's kind of how the, what the the artist the illustrations are, um, and then you kind of go through there. No, I didn't write down kind of when the when that's going to open. Um, there's massive, massive Epcot renovations. We talked about that before. The 50th anniversary is coming up in 2021. Uh, one of the new lands, um, new walkthrough experience is going to be a Moana walkthrough experience. Again, it's important that they not only keep the older IPs that they have um, in use, that's what I'm looking for, um, but they also have a lot of new properties that they want to introduced to their parks um and so i think moana especially is hugely popular um so they want to kind of do that uh mickey and minnie's railway they officially announced that it's coming to disneyland we've had rumors for months um basically for like a year probably ever since disney world um they officially announced and they said it was definitely coming that won't be coming till 2022 it is going to be in toontown they did not say where in toontown it was going to be um so I don't know if they're going to expand Toontown or if they're going to take stuff out of Toontown. Um, Toontown is very much a meet and greet place right now. Uh, and Roger Rabbit, basically, they're not going to take out Roger Rabbit. So I don't know if they're going to take out some of the, the homes or they're going to expand Toontown. I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, but I'm very, very excited because I think Toontown um, could use an upgrade, as it were. And I know Joe's excited about that because yeah. it's um, sounds like it looks like a very very I cool love ride. Trains. Um, the big the other big news for Disney California mm-hmm. Adventure, um, they announced the Avengers Campus. What I didn't know is that 2020 is when the Avengers Campus is going to open. Hmm. Um, they've been working on it kind of right away. Um, we got first details on the Spider Man attraction. Again, they're going full in on Spider Man. Disney owns everything for spider-man except for the film rights so they're gonna you know use that to their advantage as it were um it looks it you go into this building called web um and then you basically help there's a bunch of spider bots that basically apparently get get lost or get um spider bots that basically have their own identities their own ai um they kind of escape the building um, so your job is to help Spider-Man kind of retrieve and get these bots back. So the artist drawing showed you kind of in a in a kind of a passenger vehicle with four people total, and you're shooting out webs through your hands. So I don't know if it's going to be kind of like a Midway Mania type of experience or like a Buzz Lightyear experience where you're kind of like riding and shooting. They weren't really clear about that, um, but it looks very very cool. Obviously, it looks awesome. Um, there's going to be a PIM microbrewery, which means there's going to be some some food that's going to be very, very big, and there's going to be some food that's very, very small. They did not talk <laughs> about funny. that. Uh, they did that's not give funny. specifics, that's but they, they had a um, – in the, in, on the show floor, they had kind of a massive size, maybe like a five-foot pretzel, and it was like actual – they had like a caption like actual life size. I don't know if they're going to sell a five-foot pretzel or something. Um but that was very, very cool. They also mentioned, I didn't write this down, they, they're they going to have a Doctor Strange kind of show that's going to be their show in the land. Um, they're still going to have meet and greets for everybody from Black Panther to Spider-Man, Captain America, all that stuff. The big, big attraction is going to be the Avengers attraction. Now this looks like kind of next level stuff. Um, this is, the Avengers attraction is going to be phase two, so that's not going to be open right away. Um, basically what it is, is you... 
so there's a show building, and on top of the show building, there's a ship. Um, it's a Quinjet. So basically, the, the premise of the ride is you board the Quinjet with other people. Um, so the whole premise of the land is they're recruiting you to be an Avenger. Um, they want you to join the fight. Um, so you board the Quinjet with other people in your queue or whatever it is, and with other Avengers. And while you're on the Quinjet, you have to go to Wakanda. So you go to Wakanda, but once you get to Wakanda, Wakanda is under attack. So you have to, along with the other Avengers, basically fight these things. So the concept art was a bunch of Avengers fighting, and then there was, you could see guests kind of in their seat, kind of hovering above the ground, kind of like fighting these alien type of figures. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but again, it takes this immersive experience of kind of like Smuggler's Run, where it involves you in the ride. Um, It makes it kind of a VR type of experience where it's like you're fully immersed kind of in this experience and land, which looks like it looks breathtaking. The artwork looked breathtaking. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks amazing. Uh, This is phase two, so that's probably not going to be 2022 or later at some point, but the Spider-Man ride should open next year Mm. uh, as part of the phase one opening. Uh, they didn't give a date in terms of what time of the year. They just said 2020. Um, everything's still blocked off. It'll, of course, join uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. That will still feature as part of the land. But it looks like whenever the Avengers ride does open, it'll be the centerpiece of the land. Kind of like whenever Rise of the Resistance opens at Star Wars, it's going to be the centerpiece of the land. Um, we can break down more stuff later with that. I did go to the Disney Plus panel. Very, very cool stuff. Before you ask, I did sign up for Disney Plus for three years. Cool. Uh, $140 for three-year commitment basically comes out to like $4 per month. Um, Worth it for me, every penny. Um, Awesome, awesome stuff. There's so much stuff to go through for Disney Plus. Um, There was a, on the show floor, there was a, at the Disney Plus spot, there was a um, presentation on how to navigate the uh, the system, it looks very clean, looks very new. That is one of the complaints that I have from other people I have from Netflix. There's so much stuff and it's hard to find what you're looking for. Um, mm. the, the Disney Plus app looks very clean, um, very easy to navigate, things like that. Very Yes, very. that's what I'm looking for. Very user-friendly. They did give us a whole bunch of new stuff. Yep. Um, we got our first trailer for The Mandalorian. Yep. Joe, did you check out the trailer for The Mandalorian? I didn't because I'm not a huge fan. Okay. I mean, what, I'm, I'm more anxious to – I mean, there were some other ones that I checked out. I read okay. the blurbs okay. for the other ones. I mean, I'm having Jon Favreau direct a TV series based on Star Wars. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to apologize to okay. me. Um, Mandalorian, it looks great. It looks like it's nothing that we've ever seen before from Star Wars. It looks to be a little dark and gritty. Um, it showed basically decapitated stormtroopers, uh, which is kind of surprising because it's Disney Plus. Um, but it looks great. At the end of the Star Wars portion of the Disney Plus panel, they did reveal Ewan McGregor came out. Um, basically, it was like I'm going to be coming back for Obi Wan for a limited series. Um, if the news hadn't broken earlier in the week, I think this would have been a bigger story. But because a lot of people knew the news coming in, it wasn't necessarily like oh my god, mine's being blown in the, in the auditorium. It was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Um, but they're already going to start filming next year, apparently. All the scripts are written 
Uh, so that's very cool. We got our first trailer for Noel, which is the Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick Bill Hader film. Bill Hader, is this? Yeah. Did you check out this one, or did you just kind of read up on? This I just kind of read up on him. I didn't actually watch the trailer. It's a it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So Joe's not a big on Christmas movies per se. Not I say that. Are you going to check out? You're more likely to check out Noel than The Mandalorian. Yes. Only yeah. because it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's not like an extended series. Okay. Um, We also got our first look at Lady and the Tramp. Um, Not interested. Yeah, it was was weird to watch it. Um, It was very, very cool. They brought out the stars, and I thought it was going to be like Tessa Thompson. Yeah, no, it was the dog. dog, So that was very, very cool. I researched that a little bit. Um, Because I was like, oh, Tessa Thompson's here. And it was like the dogs. And it was like, oh, that's weird. Um, So that was actually cool. Did they they go to the bathroom on stage? No. They just walked around. Um, They were obviously very well behaved. Um, (laughs) It was kind of like the Lion King. Like the first time the dog spoke and I saw the mouth, I was like, whoa. It kind of throws you off a little bit. Um, But my guess is kind of just like the Lion King, maybe like 15 minutes into the movie, you just kind of get over it and you're like okay this is what's happening um but yeah it's not it's definitely not like an animated cartoon where animals are they can just talk like this is this is a real real dog that is moving and speaking and it's threw me off a little bit um i wasn't a huge lady in the tramp as a kid um but again because it's part of the service and i'm already paying for the service will i put it on my watch list and watch it at some point probably probably um, but I'm not like I have to buy Disney Plus to watch Lady and the Tramp. Um, the world according to Jeff. World according to Jeff Goldblum. Jeff this, Goldblum was I there. I watched this trailer because it looked interesting. Yeah, he was there to promote it. That's um, cool. He was he was very very he was he was awesome. He seems like a really charismatic type of guy, and and you know, basically quirky. looks like the show is like basically he was like this is kind of what I want to do and I want to kind of explore all these different things ice cream and shoes yeah and, and just kind of explore these I love, things I love the tagline at the end he's like I'm kind of a late bloomer a gold a late gold bloomer yeah I was kind of clever he's he he looks like he was having fun yeah um, he was, I don't know how I don't know how interested people are going to be to watch this but I don't know, it this, looks it looks it looked it, that looked interesting yeah. It's going to be um, the Nat Geo, basically. This is going to be their kind of highlight show on the service. Um, but, yeah, it's something that it's going to be available on day one of the launch service. I might not watch it on day one. I'm definitely going to put it on my watch list. Uh, that looks very, very cool. One thing that did come out is is new kind of documentary series called One Day at Disney, which I didn't know about. Yeah, it's I like behind Yeah, it follows a bunch of Disney cast members from parks to working in films, TV, maybe Broadway. Maybe this whatever. is kind of helping uh, squash the uh, not squash, but I know that there's there's a there's a group of people who obviously. I mean, people, You're talking about compensation for cast members. Yes. Yeah. Like this is like giving them their their show, kind of like maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I it's only know. it's you said it's only three cast members, so I don't know. Uh, this, yeah, I don't, three. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's but okay. I, but I just mean like, you know, we've been reading in the press, like I read in the press about how um, a relative of Walt Disney was interviewing Yeah, it's like her, it's, workers. his great-granddaughter. Yeah, his great-granddaughter, and she was not pleased with 
because Bob Iger makes like $66 million a year and yeah. minimum wage is in Anaheim is like $12 or something like that. Yeah. 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 No, there is so a there is, is kinda, a big disparity in pay. This is this is interesting that they're making this show. I just yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to touch on that at all. No, but, but I just I just think it's yeah. It seems like they're they're making yeah they're, they're making a statement by putting this show out there that they're trying to kind of reinforce the positive image. Yes, yes. I think is what we're yes. looking for. Anyway, this might um, not be there. That might not be the reason. I yeah, just, I don't know. It, it looks very, very cool. Like it. it looks, again, it kind of showed, the trailer showed some kind of behind the scenes yeah, stuff. Yeah, painting stuff. And, you know, yeah, and it was like, they're working on, like one of the shots was like a costume we're working at mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean and like upkeeping the costumes and all the work that goes into like the daily life of like Disneyland or Walt Disney World or what it's like to work in an animation studio or something like that. So that's very, very cool. Kevin Feige came out for this next presentation for Disney Plus still, and I was like, what are we going to do for Kevin Feige? Because uh, we've already – you already gave us everything, and he's like, nope, I got more for you. He gave us three more shows for Disney Plus, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. I can't say I know much about these characters. I know Miss Marvel is a much newer character. Mm-hmm. Um she is a, a Middle Eastern American teenager yeah. um, who has powers. I know that. I can't say I've read the Stretchy comics. Stretchy powers or something Yeah, like that. she's very like much Fantastic kind of like, Four like Mr. Fantastic, yes. Um, so I can't say I know much about the characters. I've read uh, issues, of, issues of She-Hulk. I don't know if that's going to tie into Mark Ruffalo any kind. My guess is it has to. Who knows? Um, they didn't announce any cast or anything like that. They brought out basically everybody. They had like a WandaVision part. They brought everybody from WandaVision. Jeremy Renner came out, said hi. Um, they did do um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Wilson basically confirmed Anthony Mackie. You know, Sam Wilson. Yeah. Anthony Mackie confirmed that he is going to be Falcon in the show. Cool. Um, because part of the show's premise is they introduced a new actor. Um, Rupert Russell is his name. Um, I believe it's Kurt Russell's son okay, or okay, something. Okay, okay. He's a newer actor. Um, he's going to be playing um, Undercover Agent. And in the comics, Undercover Agent basically takes... Oh, there's a guy called Undercover yes. Agent. Oh, my gosh. Um, in the original. comics. So, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So in the com- <laughs> in, there is a comic thread several times when Captain America either dies or passes on the, uh, the shield, as it were, um, whether it's to Bucky or Sam. Um, the U.S. government disavows that and says, this is our new Captain America. We don't want we don't want the Winter Soldier. We don't want the Falcon to do it. So my guess, the way they hinted the show is going to be kind of a redemption arc for an undercover agent is not a good guy. Um, he's kind of a, a mole becomes an infiltrator. Um, so my guess that is kind of what the show is going to revolve around. Um, I don't know. Looks very very cool. They already have my money. They didn't need to sell me on it. Um, now we're going to jump to the Walt Disney Studios panel. There's so much stuff. Obviously, yeah. I'm not getting through everything, guys. Um, I can always revisit at a later week. We got another first look, another look at Rise of Skywalker. There was an expo reel. Did you check this I out, Joe? Yeah, looks cool. We got some new See shots. Some interesting, interesting footage of Ray with a. I, I thought it was very, very well done. The whole, the whole expo the build. Reel. Yeah, yeah, because it shows you the original films. It cuts to the. It it shows all the sequence. Yeah. Of films. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the very one of the very last scenes is you see Ray kind of have like some double edged like contraption lightsaber that yeah. can kind of fold. I thought that was cool. 
we saw a C-3PO with the red eyes. Um, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so it's kind of dark. A lot of people think it's going to be kind of dark gray, where, again, you're kind of seeing... C-3PO with dark yeah, eyes? Yeah, you saw C-3PO with like, red eyes like he was being possessed. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it, it's anyway, it's like a flash. Was that when, he, like was, flash was that when he was in the inside of inside of a plane or inside of a um, or whatever? I don't know where was he scene. was. Anyway, 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 but he was just kind of popped out. Um, again, you saw Ray kind of in the hood, mm-hmm. um, so that leads people to believe that maybe she takes a turn for the dark side. Who knows what's going to happen? It's very much a tease. It's very much yeah. does what it's supposed to do. Um, I got they passed out brand new posters to everyone. I got one of the posters. Looks very, very cool. Looks very, very awesome. Um, I was excited for Rise of Skywalker before. Now I'm, like, pumped for Rise of Skywalker. Now I'm, like, I want to see the film now. Um, J.J. Abrams was there. Everyone was there. Looked very, very cool. Um, Again, Kevin Feige shows up, and I'm like, what is Kevin Feige going to do? Because we already got everything for Phase 4. He reintroduced the entire Eternals cast. So everyone that was at Comic-Con, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Sama Hayek, they were all there. Oh, Richard Madden and... And then now, he announces Kit Harrington is now joining the cast of Eternals. Kit Harrington, of course, from Game of Thrones. Um, didn't say what character he was, uh, but I'm excited that, that Richard Madden is joining, or Kit Harrington is joining, excuse me. Um, Ryan Coogler also was there, director of Black Panther, Creed for Station. Kind of a weird little planned sketch. Ryan Coogler walks out and they're like, oh my God, they're going to show Black Panther 2, blah, blah, blah. And then Kevin Feige's like, okay, do you want to, do you want to give the fans who the villain is? And he's like, no, I don't want to give the fans the villain. He's like, do you want to tell them what the story's about? And he's like, no, it's to really want to give the story about. And he's like, well, how about we give them a release date? He's like, okay, we can do that. Then they show the logo and it was Black Panther 2, release date May something 2022. So it's a little showy to get to the mm-hmm. release date. But again, Part of these panels are just they're, – they're a show. Yeah. They're to get people excited. They're to bring out stars and to show things. Um, so they did cool. get a, a Black Panther 2 release date. A little surprising it's in May. Um, I thought they would have kept it in February, which is Black History Month, which is kind of how one of the – which is when the first Black Panther was released. But the May slot really is their money spot. Um, that's where all of the Avengers films have opened in that May spot. So maybe they just said, hey, Black Panther, now is our most valuable property. We're just going to go with the May spot. Who knows? Uh, The live action first look, we got uh, Jungle Cruise. We had Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson both there. Um, Very, very clever. Very, very banter. I might might check it out. Yeah, it just looks like it could be a fun type of film. It very much reminded me of, I want to tell you, uh, reminded me kind of very much of uh, the very, very first Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind of a fun type of a look of like this is kind of based on an attraction it's going to have some things that you know and you like and it's going to throw some lines in but it's going to be kind of this fun type of journey um emma stone was not there but she was there via kind of telecommunication we got our first look at cruella did you see the first look at it did it did it look good or did you not did it look good and you just didn't care i it looked good it looks good but and again, it's live action remakes of animated films. Well, it's going to be new, right? Because they're not. It's not going to be 101 Dalmatians. It's going to be. It's going to be like the Maleficent. Gotcha. For for that, so it's going to basically tell this character's backstory. Hmm. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It looks. She's good. obviously a good actress, yeah. so I mean, I might give it a chance. Yeah, 
the the her first look looked great. I thought it looked good. Where she's with the dogs. Where she's with the dog and she has the hair yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. it just looked good. Um, animation. Um, they announced that the 2020 film is going to be called Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, stars Aquafina. Aquafina is popping up in everything Disney now. Um, I was to say I have Arrowhead. I don't have Aquafina. Nope, nope, not not a good joke. Still, um, <laughs> it looks great. Animation looks amazing. Uh, again, as it does, it basically follows uh, this person who is searching for. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. I'm not going to yeah. kind of go through it. I'll explain. Uh, Frozen Two. They showed more stuff for Frozen Two. They're very much pumping it up. Um, the four main cast members came out. They sang a song from the upcoming film. Mm. Uh, got people going. Um, looks good. I don't know if I was hugely excited for it before. Um, now I'm definitely interested from the footage that I've seen again, which is kind of what the panels are supposed to do. It's supposed to get people talking. I'm all good. Uh, Pixar. Uh, this is kind of the cool stuff that I really, really liked. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were there yeah, to promote yeah. Onward. Yeah, which is the elf thing. Which is the kind of the elf thing. They showed They showed eight minutes of footage. Uh, we got more kind of a background of it. I'm not going to kind of go into everything about the story, but they had a good they had a good chemistry. They had they have great chemistry. That is by far those two by far got the largest ovation of anything the entire weekend. It might have been mostly Tom Holland. I don't know. Uh, Tom Holland walked off the stage and he was like, "This has nothing to do with the film." He was like, "It's been a crazy." He's like, "It's been a crazy week for me, but I want everyone to know I love you all 3,000." And he walked off. Crowd went absolutely apeshit for that. Uh, they ate it up. Um, Soul is the other Pixar film they're promoting. It's not coming out till 2020. Tina Fey. Yeah, and they announced Tina Fey. They announced Jamie Foxx. They announced Davy Diggs. They kind of gave background on what the film is, kind of what the story is. Uh, Pete Docter, who's directed everything from Up to Monsters, Inc., who is now in charge of Pixar. Uh, he's directing Soul. Basically follows a middle school uh, music teacher. Wow. who is kind of um, feeling unfulfilled with his life. Like he always wanted to be a great jazz musician. So one day he goes to this jazz club and he uh, does really well, kind of playing off beat. And then they're like, okay, you got to come back and we're going to get you uh, kind of in this group. And he's like, oh my God, this is like a dream. This is kind of everything I want to do. And then he falls through like a, uh, what's it called on the ground? Like a, like a, like a sewer hole, like a, Manhole. Like a manhole. Um, and then that's kind of where they end it. And they talk about kind of this... He meets another soul, which is Tina Fey. Kind of learns kind of about what souls are made and kind of where they come from. Um, very much a kind of Pixar topic in the sense of like they delve with these big, big topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do it in kind of a kid-friendly way. Um, looks great. I liked everything that I saw. Um, I'll break down more stuff kind of going forward after that um but yeah that was a lot a lot of stuff any yeah. any any questions you have for that joke no, before we move no. on or? um i mean i am excited for i am i may not be as pumped about rise of skywalker as you are but i am interested in seeing it looking forward Does to kit it. harrington been, get you on been, board for eternals now because you got rich richard madden and kit harrington i might check that out you got a rob stark um, and a john snow Rainier. but i was gonna say about star wars um it's been a while since we've seen a Star Wars film, which I think is good. I mean, we talked about that with the with Solo last summer. Yes. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. So it's about time to see one. Yeah. And I think – and they, that expo reel was certainly – it certainly really pulled me in. Got you in. Yeah. Um, I will say real quick, uh, during the Parks panel, they showed more footage from Rise of the Resistance. 
Um, that looks to be yeah. insane. But it looks cool. Like you're in like a little coaster yeah. kind of thing. It looks similar it to looks like. looks amazing. Yeah. Um, trackless ride. Um, oh, it's a trackless ride. It's trackless ride. ride. So again, a lot of the Disney Asia parks are trackless rides because that's the new technology that's being built. Hmm. Again, like Disneyland, Disney World, it's just the tracks are built. You just got to kind of have it. Um, but kind of going forward, it's a trackless ride. So it's a magnet underneath the floor that kind of keeps you going. You go into different rooms. Yeah, you encounter yeah, yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. It just looks amazing. The and yeah, stuff. it looks yeah. amazing. They said it's going to be like a twelve minute ride. Like it's yeah. this incredibly immersive experience. Um, so that's only going to make what Galaxy's Edge is amazing, amazing. Um, so that's all I have for that. A lot of you guys have been asking, when are you going to get to the summer box office? We'll stuff? probably do it next week. We can do it next week now. I don't know. We're are we out of, We're just about out of time. You want to wait for you? You want to tease them again? I do want to tease them again. Tease them again. All right. So we'll start. We'll we'll make sure we get it in next week. But we had a lot of D twenty three and whatnot in Disneyland. I know we wanted to recap your trip. I was excited to hear about it. We had September preview, and I'd like to get back to some questions maybe next week and yeah, some box office review. Okay. So that's a tease for next week. Then sorry, we will we will go over the summer box office results next week. Um, I do have them all, um, and it'll be good. Joe mentioned we'll do some questions. I'll catch up. We will uh, give some recommendations. We'll go over some other stuff. Yep. yep. Um, and then if there's something else on D23 that you want me to expand on, yeah, we can definitely please let me know. We can revisit that next week. I feel like I was rushing at the end there. Yeah. But there was just so much stuff yeah, to go through. We spent a whole week D twenty three and Disneyland. Yeah. So it's a lot we, of we stuff. wanted to give it. We wanted to give it. It's it's due. It's due. Yeah. Um, so as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. We would not be doing this without you and your participation and your willingness to listen to two random guys talk. <laughs> um, thank you so much. That is all I have. Um, thank you so much, Joe. You want to send us out? Yeah. Have a good week and. We'll get through the summer box office next week. I hope you stay tuned. Have a good one.